what my TV was. But point being, when I bought my mattress from Artvan, uh, it's like, oh, free gift, right? And when they said 55 TV, I'm like, oh, it's probably like some off-brand. It's, it's an insignia. This is nice. It's nice. It's 55 and it's 4K. I'm like, you know what? Put it up. Yeah, I'm gonna keep that one. I'm like, I probably sell the Samsung for on like Marketplace or something on Facebook. Or you could just you know plop it right here. Uh, she won't let me. No, <laughs> she won't let you. It's a little excessive, and I was tending to agree in that regard. But uh, it's not to say that I won't maybe just take down all this stuff other than leave my my desk here and yeah. like the podcast shit, and then just move my console over and then you know. Not I mean, once you get the AC going in the garage, you could always well 55 it in there. That's true. <laughs> I don't know. But we'll for see. now, yeah. it's no man's land. Yeah, exactly. We're in a, between a rock and a hard place right now in that regard. But, hey, bro, it is what it is. What can I say? But with that, man, are, are, are you ready, buddy? Oh, yeah. Okay. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids podcast, episode number 79. 79. Yeah. Uh... 80 next week wow shocker stun we've made it this far yeah we made it that far uh so as i said at the end of last week we were supposed to have a special guest today but unfortunately adam could not make it today (laughs) way to just give away (laughs) i mean yeah he he was was gonna be on the show he wants to be on but like i said he couldn't make it today so he says he will be on next week so expect to see adam and uh kind of catch up with him and see how he's doing but other than that it is a hot day on the south side of chicago illinois right uh, Gabe says, "Nice. He rode up on his motorcycle. It's the first time I ever seen that thing in person. Yeah, 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 so, yeah. So that's cool. I'm surprised no Madison today. No, she's at work. Oh, happy. Uh, but yeah. So with that being said, I'm your host Jacob, and this is my buddy Gabe sitting across from me. Hola. And we're just gonna hear. We're here to shoot the shit and talk all sorts of nonsense. Cool, cool, and all cool. that good stuff. But yeah, man, let's just fucking hop right in. All right. All right. So this one's first one's you, Gabe. Ooh, okay. So have you heard of a quiet place? I have heard of it in passing, but I don't know exactly what it is. Okay, so it's um, what's his face from The Office, John Krasinski, okay. Jim from The Office, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And he he's an actor in it, and I believe he directed it, right? Okay. And um, so it's essentially about a it's it's a movie about a fucking dystopian kind of Earth, right? It's post-apocalyptic in a sense, and the creatures that they're uh, you know fighting against. Um, they they're blind but they see by hearing they like super sensitive hearing Mm -hmm. so the whole movie is about this family that kind of travels along and um you know like they speak by sign language and that was kind of the first big cue i was like well shit i should probably have the subtitles on yeah and um and so the whole point of living now is to be fucking soundless right and it's just kind of like a strange concept and going into the movie i didn't i didn't know anything about it aside from john krasinski and i was like fuck it let's give it a try yeah why not and um, it turned out to be a really good movie, man. I, I quite enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And I think that the reason it was so good was because the the concept was so interesting. It yeah. kind of falls in the same category as It Follows. Yeah. Although, albeit less goofy than It Follows. Yeah. And, you know, kind of kind of like looking back at the movie, it's crazy to see how much day-to-day stuff you make noise in. Because there's some stuff in there where you'll see it, you'll be like, wow, I didn't even fucking think of that. Mm-hmm. Like, is that that loud? Mm-hmm. You know? And so... Yeah, man, the movie follows his family. Um, one of the kids gets fucking just total badass, badass mode engaged, you know. And um, I think it's definitely worth a watch. It's um, the cool thing about it is that it's like an hour and a half, and I haven't seen oh. a movie that's like an hour and a half, you know, under two hours in ages. That's not animated, at least. Yeah, right. And um, dude, it was really refreshing, especially coming from the whole. Well, we'll get into that later, but coming from the whole slasher binge mm-hmm. now. And I think that it is definitely worth a shot. 
Um, it's got really good horror elements. And I think what pulls it together really nicely is, you know, Adam said it before, you said it before, horror is catching you off your guard. Mm-hmm. It's hanging hose by their toes. Yeah. It's, you know, like you, you expect it one second, but it's like, oh, okay, now we're relieved. And it's like, mm-hmm. ah. yeah, yeah. you know, and the movie does that really well because there's no fucking sound. Yeah. You know? So, like, with no be with no well, I think I can just imagine how sound, a sound will catch you off guard in this movie. Is there jump scares at all in it, or is it um, all like psychological? I would say one of them is kind of jump scare. One of them, and I you know every movie's allowed one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the most the rest of it is just really good fucking suspense or yeah. the the aftermath of oh shit somebody made a sound what now? And there's a lot of I don't want to give it away, man, but there's a part in the movie, um, the the woman's having a baby. Mm-hmm. And you can't fucking make noises. And what do babies do? Uh, what does your baby do? What does every baby do? Cry. Yeah. Dude, it is so fucking... Like, it had me clenching my butthole, that whole... Oh, wow. But, yeah, dude. Totally worth the watch. Check it out. A Quiet Place. John Krasinski. Um, what, when you get around to it, we'll, yeah. we'll talk. On Netflix? Um, is it on Netflix? Ooh. I don't know. Where'd you watch it? Uh, Buddy loaned me the Blu-ray. Oh, okay. So, that's how I it. this year? It. Yes. It came out earlier this year and mm-hmm. it just recently hit you could probably pick it up on Redbox. copy that but yeah man definitely worth the watch very cool all right so the game i think most, most of these topics Ooh, today man, are you. i'm going back to back baby yeah. uh goosebumps is releasing another movie goosebumps 2 yeah uh was the first one with jack black or am i just, yeah okay yeah. i didn't watch it did you watch it i did yeah how'd you yeah. like it it was fun it was cute uh, yeah. i mean um it doesn't really capture the essence of goosebumps but mm. it's it's cute you know it's not you know yeah, it's more funny than anything because it's Jack Black naturally. Right, right, right. But you know, it wasn't bad. I, would, I didn't hate it. Well, we're getting a squeakquel. Yeah, Elvin and the Chipmunk squeakquel with R.L. Stein. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. So that's that. Check that out. I saw the the poster looks really good. That's kind of what caught my attention. The I poster? Would, what did it look like? Um, I'll, I'll show you. Okay, because I don't have it with me right now. But but it is a good looking poster. That is for sure. Very cool. Okay, so um, when was the first time you watched Sandlot? Um. First time, wow! I couldn't even—I couldn't even tell you. No, a, but, but you would say you definitely saw it pretty young. Yeah, yeah, as a kid, definitely. Would you say it's probably the prepubescent? Yes. Okay. Whatever you're going with. Yes. I was gonna say um, super bad. It was like the prepubescent yes. super bad kind of encapsulates the whole feeling of yeah, being it, it's preteen. What, it's what boys talked about. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah. Um. So, Phantom Events, which if it sounds familiar, it should because yeah. you always hear Phantom Events at AMC. Yeah. Um, they're doing a theatrical re-release for wait for it. The 25th anniversary of this movie. That's crazy. That's crazy, right? Yeah. And um, I think kind of relating back to what we talked about two weeks ago, how Super Badge is kind of going to transcend. I think this movie is like the precursor. Like, look at this. Yeah. It's so relatable. And I think that every every boy growing into teenager, growing into man who grew up in the United States has seen this movie. Yeah. And I think it kind of, you know, it's nice. Good so one. 25 years, man. Very that's crazy. Cool. That's older than me. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I can't. You know, I was kind of hoping Adam was here because I was gonna say twenty five years Sandlot, and he's gonna be like, oh my God. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. yeah, yeah, cool stuff. Very cool, man. All right, so I'm, I'm just going. Yeah, these are all you, man. Man, I'm just. This is the this is my six hitter combo, man. Thirty three percent. I think everything on almost on this fucking list is you, man. Yeah, dude, you've been <laughs> slacking with topics. Um, yeah, so let's talk is. Movie Pass. You know what Movie Pass is? I do. Okay, so we spoke about Movie Pass before. For those of you who don't know, Movie Pass is a service. It is a subscription service where you pay nine ninety nine a month, and you could see a movie per day's a movie per day in theater mm-hmm. with a few exceptions. The first exception is you can't see the same movie twice, mm-hmm. which is by my standards, all fair, all fair. Cause mm-hmm. if I want to see a movie the second time, I'll, I will go see it. Yeah. You know, right. I think yeah, that's, I think fair. they've earned your money. If you, yeah. if you want to see it. Twice. Absolutely. Um, second thing, you got to be within like a hundred yards, 
a hundred yards of the theater. You can't check in online. And that's like the major pitfall of MoviePass. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, for example, last week we saw uh, Jurassic Kingdom that, you know, dumpster fire. Jurassic World. And there we go. <laughs> and and uh, was it Jurassic World? It's oh, Jurassic World 2. Okay. Fallen Kingdom. Gotcha. Um, so we were at the mall and, you know, I just hit the button and I just swiped the card and I got my ticket. Mm-hmm. It was really nice. And I can vouch for it because I have been using it for actually a little bit under a year now. Holy yeah. shit. And it works great. I have no complaints except the one where you can't check it online, mm-hmm. which is whatever. Get off your ass and go. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair enough because all the movie pass people will get all the movies first and all that shit. You know what I mean? So I think at the very least it'd be within proximity. Yeah, you know absolutely. Mean? And, um, you know, kind of our sense of seeing a movie now, if it's not something we're like super duper hyped for, we're not gonna see it. Then we're not gonna see it on opening weekend. Mm-hmm. We're gonna wait like a week or two, or, or, or if at all until it comes on Redbox. Or yeah, on absolutely. TV. You know, yeah. but um, so here's what's up. MoviePass is shockingly losing a shitload of money because mm-hmm. the average movie ticket costs like something like nine dollars and twenty one cents. And if you live anywhere in the Chicagoland area, if you live within fifty fucking miles of Chicago, you know that wow. If it's nine dollars and twenty one cents, you got to be. Uh, probably under 13 a senior citizen or it's uh tuesdays at a market cinema mm-hmm. right if you're paying yeah. underneath 10 like realistically 12 bucks after yeah. everything and so um across the us like i said it's like roughly nine dollars 21 cents but the average movie pass goer sees one and a half movies mm-hmm. you can't say one and a half movie but you know you see how that yeah how it's starting to be an issue now yeah and in like cities like la and new york where an average movie ticket is like almost 16 bucks they are underneath on Thursday, their stock price was $0.19 cents a share. $0.19. Cents. And, and you know, kind of like reading up on all this, I imagine that, you know, you know that dog meme where the house is burning down and he's like, oh, this is okay, and he's sipping on his tea? Yeah. That's what I imagine MoviePass headquarters is like right now. Yeah. So the idea right now is to just kind of up the subscribers so they can hit that sweet spot mm-hmm. where those two lines intersect, like yeah. in math class. Remember yeah. that? Yeah, I don't. Um, yeah. <laughs> But, but it's kind of shitty because it's a legitimate service and it's a good service too. Mm. And it's kind of, it sucks to see them take a nosedive. Didn't I hear that they were going to cut that to you could only see four movies a month? Didn't Dude, I, I don't that, know. I didn't that, hear that. Didn't I hear that was the plan though? See, because you might be thinking, because AMC now, they're they're like big dick in them. And they're like, hey, well, you can get the AMC thing. Uh-huh. And it's um there's a couple like tiers on it. But you can see, I think the basic one is you can see three movies per month per a 30-day period. Um, for like 20 bucks a month, mm-hmm. right? And you can check in online. And that's their thing. They're like, dude, you could, it's AMC. Bro, you, you sign in with your stubs card. You got your seats. Yeah. You know? And, and their thing too is that I think you can spend um, two of your three if you're going with a buddy right there, okay. we, which you can't do with MoviePass. Yeah. MoviePass, it's only you. Yeah. You know? So that, that's, um, you know, there's a lot of competition out there. There's a cinema with like S-I-N cinema it's kind of clever and they've got you know like a 15 dollar tier package similar and there's just kind of competitors now and movie pass is still the best bang for your buck yeah because right now we haven't been hit with any restrictions mm-hmm. that you know like i said you can only see the same movie once mm-hmm. let's just say that you know you're going to all these theaters and you see a you know 30 different movies in a month mm-hmm. dude that's fucking great that's ten dollars yeah you know and that's um crazy. It, it, it kind of sucks because now I'm worried about it. Yeah. Well, the problem is, is like, um, yeah, you said great idea. It's really obviously consumer friendly, obviously saving you a whole shit ton of money. But unfortunately for companies like that, they take it. They take the hit. If it's not you taking the hit, it's going to be them. Yeah. And unfortunately for us, for companies like that, if they take the hit, eventually they're not going to be able to take any more hits and then they're going to go under. Yeah. So like, it's kind of like, 
I mean, you gotta, you got, you gotta, they're customers, you know what I mean? You're looking at money and I understand that, you know, like I said, very user-friendly, obviously, um, cares about the customer, but you also have to look out for the people who are paying behind the scenes. You gotta look out for stockholders, all that type of thing. Absolutely. I totally get it. And I totally understand. Uh, and they're great for doing it, but unfortunately they are going to have to change up their plan of attack because they will not be around for much longer if they don't see now going back to what I said earlier about the math stuff. Yeah. Um, MoviePass was taken by Swarm a year ago. It was a big yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. And th- the issue there was I don't think they got enough people. Because mm. like I said, you want that intersection of the two lines where mm. your subscribers and your profit margin hits. And then you want to hit on that you know, that up upscale profit. Yeah, because if you have enough people, uh, not everybody's going to even use it all the time. You know I, I mean? There was like a three-month period where I was just paying for it. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, you know, yeah. I should go. But, you know, no time, yeah. other commitments and shit like that. Yeah. And and even then, I didn't feel bad paying for it because I was like, well, shit, even if I see one movie, it's worth, it's worth it. Yeah. It's absolutely worth it because it's going to save me at least five bucks. Yeah. You know? And like I said, man, it they got to change something up. Yeah. And, and it's um, a shame. You know, even if they hit me with the four per month, shit. That's, yeah. Still doable. That's still a lot, man. Because like, look at all these movies coming out. Like, you'll see that this is, you know, kind of like me and my buddies in the theater. We'll see a trailer and we'll be like, we'll go see that. And then when it comes out, yeah. you know, nobody like, says oh, anything. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, look at the box office now. What what do we have out now that's kind of, like, going to get you off your ass? Not a lot. Not See, a lot, man. Especially from, like, my, because my, you obviously, yo, you, you got commitments that you got to do. But me as a parent. Yeah, dude, it's even tougher. It's got to be something that, you know... I have to see. Because now I mean? it's like, well, do you pawn off the baby to your family member and then owe them a favor later? Or do you pawn it off to a babysitter and yeah. now going to the movie costs like a hundred bucks? Yeah. It's like, holy shit, you know? Well, I mean, the thing about uh, the movies, if me and Adriana go, we're going to go big. So we're going to go to the nicest AMC. That get liquor, get food. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, um, but well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I think, yeah, I think that the, maybe the, the four per month, because it's one every weekend, you know, if you really want to. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, uh, unless you're a hardcore cinephile, which I know you are. Uh, I am to a lesser extent. Um, you know, it's worth. Yeah, so, I don't know, man. Uh, hopefully, they find a way to kind of balance it. And like you said, find an intersecting point where everything is even. Honestly, know? I, like I said, I haven't, I, I think that might be a rumor what you said. I haven't heard anything official because mm-hmm. they send, you know, constant email updates yeah. and stuff. I'd be okay with it being even three because mm-hmm. that's 45 bucks. That's 50 bucks, really, mm-hmm. that you're, you know, tossing so, out. Yeah. And it's just kind of wild. Yeah, it is kind of nice. Because, you know, like Marcus Cinemas is nice, but it's kind of a trek. Yeah. You know, it's not really like convenient mm-hmm. per se. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Tuesday morning, like, come on, we got work and we got yeah. stuff. And, you know, it, I'm not going to get too into it, but it's kind of sad seeing that they're taking a hit. Yeah. So if you, by any means, want to see all these movies and want to check out movie fest, it's $10. Yeah. And um, like I said, I can vouch for it, dude. My only complaint is that you can't do it online. Yeah. But whatever. But like I said, it's like, I feel like uh, there, there's got to be a drawback. Yeah. There has to be. You can't have all that good in one package, yeah. you know? At the very least, like you said, you can get your ass up and go to the theater and check it. Oh, absolutely. At the very least. And, and, and like I said, like what my girlfriend and I did for Jurassic was she was in the kiosk next, next to mine, you know, and she hit the, she just hit the seat next to me. I hit the seat next to mine. I have, you know, a couple clicks on the app and I'm good to go. Swipe the card and tickets come out. Right, cool. So. Yeah, that's something they need to do because it's not really couple friendly, as you know. Uh, so they gotta maybe find something. They gotta make like a friend option. Like a, yeah, like a, like a chat. Like if she has a movie pass, we could both check in the two yeah. seats. So I, I honestly, I just might get her one because twenty bucks a month for yeah, you know for all the shit we want to see. And yeah, you guys go to the movies a lot. 
You guys go out a lot. Let's think about this. We we go out a lot, yeah, but we don't go to the movies as often as we'd like to. Because mm-hmm. I, you know, I wanted to see Solo. Did it happen? No. Mm-hmm. I still want to go see Ocean's Eight. Is it going to happen? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, as our musical year, I think our movie year is going to get more interesting as we go down the line. Yeah. So with that being said, that wraps up that wraps up our movies and TV. Let's hop into gaming. So All right. We, so earlier this week, yeah, we took a hit. We took a hit. Yeah. So. Um, you guys, um, Gabe wasn't a PlayStation user back in the day, but when the PS3 was out, near the end of its life cycle, PSN got hacked and took a very big hit, right? And we it was were like down, a week, right? Like 10 no, days? It was like, I didn't, like, I remember I, I looked it up, it was like 15, 20 days that they, they were wow. down. Almost a month that they were down. Uh, and uh, Sony, uh, with all uh, all the credit, they this was a free service at the time, but PSN was not paid for it. Wednesday, Thursday, something like that. Yeah. Um, oh, no, it was Thursday because I remember I my plans were canceled and I was like, yes, I'm gonna go home and play Siege. I'm I'm free all night. Well, we, 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 were, like, we queued up into one game just fine, you and me. And then the moment we want to get a third person in, our buddy Miguelito, it was just fucking chaos, man. It was ugly. It was disgusting. And I was I had both my both my consoles on at the same time to make sure it wasn't mine. Yeah, like, your new PS4. Yeah. So, um, apparently it wasn't, it was just a hiccup, I guess. I didn't hear any reports stating the contrary, but it is a little scary every single time you try to log on to PSN and it doesn't connect. It's a little scary. Well, even then, I don't think we experienced the scary side of it because I know some people were complaining that they were trying to buy something off the PS store. Mm. And the thing when they hit okay on like, you know, the transfer funds, it would be like, oh, insufficient, insufficient, whatever, like currency or Mm -hmm. charges or whatever. (gasps) And so people were like, holy shit, is my credit card broken into? Yeah. You know, what is this? Did somebody fucking run my line of credit? Uh, you know, and people were freaking out and it just turned out to be PlayStation. Yeah. And it turned out to be, shit, I don't know, maybe less than 24 hours. Definitely less than 24 yeah. hours because we were back up at it that yeah. Friday. It is still kind of scary. It's scary, yeah. Um, they got to figure out what they're doing with that because it, it happens a lot more than it should. Uh, Especially yeah. now that it's a paid service. Yeah. really complain about yeah it's free you're just yeah. you're you're the mooch yeah so now that it is a paid service they need to kind of step it up step it up a little definitely bit. um see i can't really speak for the given stuff back to the players because like i said it wasn't down for crazy long if you can't go without your game for one day yeah yeah it's kind of your own problem yeah. and it's not like it was like a crazy esports event or anything yeah it was really a minor inconvenience yeah but if it was down for a while you know, then we have some like, whoa, you know, I'm paying 10 bucks a month. If you're on the monthly, mm-hmm. if I'm saying I'm paying 10 bucks a month for this, what the fuck am I getting back? Mm-hmm. You know, and I was kind of thinking good old Jabril was like, well, you know, if they gave everybody like a two week code, that'd be cool. Yeah. But, or something. but like I said, it's been down for a day. We yeah. can't really, we can't really bitch. It happens in the IT world. I know yeah. I work in the IT world. Sometimes Hiccup. stuff takes a shit. Yeah. And this wasn't even a shit. Yeah. It was like a. It was like a wet fart. Yeah. You know, you just wipe it off on your undies and continue with your day. Yeah, I think it wasn't as noticeable because it wasn't over a weekend. It was on a weekday. and It was, it was on a Thursday night, man. Yeah. People still working. Yeah. So People complaining on Twitter were 13-year-olds, yeah. us, yeah. and <laughs> those dudes who are 40 and divorced, and they, like, put their life into the PlayStation 4. Yeah. So, moving on to the next topic. Yes, sir. Um, have you heard of The Culling? I have not. So, The Culling, uh, the Culling 2 is our topic, but The Culling 1 was one of the OG kind of battle royale games. It was out there. 
Okay. And it had a steady following. But what ended up happening to it was that developers and creators kept releasing shit nobody wanted. And so it died. So how did they solve this issue? They're like, dude, we're, we're dropping the Culling 2. So if I remember correctly, the trailer for the Culling 2, they, they dropped an image last weekend for the Culling 2, right? They dropped like a poster. Tuesday, the trailer came out, and Thursday night, the game came out. That's crazy fast. Mm-hmm. They had this thing in their back pocket, right? Yeah. And if Naughty Dogs did that, people would be fucking crazy. Yeah. But Naughty Dogs don't do that. They like the hype. Yeah. They like the choo-choo train. You know, the yeah. Yeah. Um, so these guys did it. Kind of the train and, sounds uh, like that game. A very sick one. <laughs> so this is what happened in the game. Um, the player base peaked at 160 players. And within 24 hours, there was like 30 active players online. Less than 30, I should say. Because you need a full 30 to actually start a game. So imagine like the Fortnite lobby, right? The waiting room before you get on the bus, but never having enough people to hop on. And so what we kind of, what we saw was the fastest, it was a stillborn game. That's what yeah. it was. It was a fucking stillborn was even, game. Yeah, it didn't even have a chance to get off the ground. And wow. Wow. You know, just kind of, <laughs> holy shit. What yeah. happened there, buddy? Well, um, really shit the bet on this one. Lack of hype, we said, right? It kind of just popped up. Um, well, it was a matter of, um, you know, we speak highly of Ubisoft and, and uh, Blizzard because they take care of their product. And clearly these guys weren't doing that. I can't remember the fucking studio or the publisher, but they were not. It's Yeah, Culling 2. They were not taking care of their product because, like I said, Culling 1, it had a steady following. You could almost say it had like a cult following because people okay. were like, bro, this is like one of the OG, OG Battle Royales, you know. They've been around for a while. Fortnite's just fucking out here ripping shit off. But... You know, like I said, people were just dropping, the devs were, were dropping unwanted updates and so much extra shit that didn't need to be and spooked all the players away. And so you don't solve that by releasing part two. a part two, a mirror image. Yeah. Or probably even a shittier mirror image. Especially now because look at this. The Battle Royale market is fucking crazy. Everybody wants a piece now. Yeah. Why would you drop that? Why would you just not work on an original IP or go back and revamp an older concept? Yeah, it, uh, I mean, I don't know what the developer is, but I got into the, their Twitter. It says the original Battle Royale game. Yeah, because they were Fuck they you. were definitely out there, man. Fuck you. But <laughs> but yeah, dude. Why you um? What can I compare this to, dude? It's like when you get the singer in the pit, you know, and then everybody like swarms towards the pit, and you're all the way in the back of the venue, and you're like, I'm gonna get in there. Yeah, that's not gonna happen, dude. Not unless you got some balls and you crowd surf all the way up there. But even then, man, people can't hold you like that. <laughs> Calling two. What a fucking terrible, terrible release. Hey, man, it happens. Yeah, it happens. Um, Oh, wow. We're under our... Uh, you have verses, don't you? I do. So, as I discussed uh, previous weeks, last week, that uh, we were going to revamp kind of the verses process and cool, cool, cool. Uh, the game and how it works so recently we have done movies i take two movies from similar genres and we put them head to head and you pick which one well, you like really better. what you've been doing that was been really cool for me was two movies of similar concepts or themes mm-hmm. and you've been comparing it like that and i you know i really appreciate that so yeah. what are we comparing this week and now we're doing bands oh great two bands of similar background similar genre we compare them you say which one's better and why i feel like this would be easier for me you think so yeah, because m- movies I find a lot of merit in. Bands I play hard, favorites hard. Uh-huh. Really hard. Okay. So I, I feel like this would be easier for me. I'm, I'm going to try and be objective, though. I'm All not right. going to be like, pick my favorite. Right. So, so let's hear it. We'll kick this off. The band, a Battle of Theatric Horror. Ice Nine Kills. Ice Nine Kills versus, versus. Hang on. Uh, theatrical Horror. Who do, who's, fuck. I know you don't like Manson, but it has to be of similar tier. Who else is Theatrical Horror? Uh, Motionless and White. Ah, yeah. yeah. Um. 
What are we comparing? Let, let's take a look. Because well, Motionless just, is from Pennsylvania. They're from Erie, Pennsylvania. Uh, <laughs> or Scranton. I'm sorry. They're from yeah, Scranton. Yeah, they're from the office. Um, and then... Yeah, lots of good stuff coming out of Boston. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about that in um, So what do, we, what do you want to compare? Just who encapsulates that, uh, that idea, that genre better, and uh, which one did you prefer? Okay, uh, let's, look at, let's take a look at the horror aspect of both bands. Motionless on White has a long discography. They've been a band since, what, 06, 05? When did Fuck the Creatures come out, dude? That feels like forever ago, right? No, uh, it wasn't. Uh, I want to say maybe like 08. 08. Um, okay, so... Motionless and White has been a band for a very long time, and they have horror-themed elements in their songs. However, a lot of these songs are still Chris Motionless and his <laughs> emotions and his emotionless. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> ten years ago, 2010. No, it was uh, yeah, 2010. 2010. And that was their first full full-length album release. So I would say probably 2008 they're a band, right? So ten years now, ten years on the road, yeah, because they dropped 570 for that. But so Motionless and White, like I was saying, they have horror-themed influences in their music yeah. looking at ice nine kills they have horror themed music there's no way around it it's like it's like mango it's you know what it is it's like comparing mango infused tea and mango fucking tea <laughs> it's like it's like similar in theory but the mango tea is gonna come in stronger with the mango. yeah with the mango because um because you know motionless <laughs> is cool and i would argue that motionless's discography is much better at this point, at this point, because you know, Ice Nine been doing something to us, and they've been doing something really bad to us. Yeah, um, but I would say that Creatures is a perfect album. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty close. Yeah, it's pretty close to a, to a perfect album. And yeah, it, all right. Well, spoilers. Um, and they have a lot of good stuff along the way. I think their weakest release was Graveyard Shift, personally, because the whole industrial Manson kind of vibe, which we'll talk along the way about Manson, but uh, <laughs> lots of foreshadowing. Um. If we're looking at purely at the horror element, Ice Nine Kills. If we're looking at how they do it and their kind of work and their showmanship, I'm going to go with Motionless because they've been doing it for a while and they know how to tie the two elements together. Go ahead. Want to hear something crazy about sure. That? Ice Nine Kills been, long, been around longer. Motionless is bigger. That's true. No, that's motionless true. is much bigger. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and see, the issue here is I've known about Motionless and White for a while. I have not known about Ice Nine Kills till probably this year. With Ice Nine? With Ice Nine back in the day. And I remember that. And like circa 2009, 2010, Ice Nine Kill was like that cool band that everybody liked. Um, that was like the small band on the work tour, right? Gotcha. Um, so they've been grinding it out. And I think now they, what we're talking about, they're reaching their pinnacle kind of point in that, on all this. But uh, they have been around longer. And um, it's just interesting. So I think that initial grab, that initial torque per se, Motionless had it by a football field because they were purely, you know, Jesus is a cunt. And, uh, or, or is that Cradle of Filth? That's, that's Cradle of Filth. Okay. Well, they had the whole yeah, makeup that. and the whole. Abigail and all that. Yeah. And, and, you know, you look at them, you're like, holy shit, this is like, this is what you would expect out of a band like Cannibal Corpse, but listenable, mm -hmm. you know? And kind of bringing it back <laughs> to metalcore. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, dude, don't get me. John. Uh, Corpse Grinder Fisher is a great vocalist, but sometimes you just, yeah, what are you, you, you know? I get you. But, but that's what Motionless did. They brought that aspect, that shock value to metalcore, really. That's what they did. And they have catchy riffs, they have big choruses, mm -hmm. and they have dirty, grimy breakdowns like in Abigail, fucking City Lights. You remember that sound? I you remember a, City Lights? I, that's yeah. a fucking banger. That's big chorus. Yeah. And I got to give it to Motionless, although 
Ice Nine is gonna come in and they're gonna sweep those motherfuckers. So how under. about this? Maybe in a couple months we come back. Maybe before. Yeah, the we will revisit. We'll At this moment, it is motionless and white. Okay. They are more well rooted into the horror yeah. as we speak. Cool. And the mango infused team man, sometimes you just want to hit a mango. Yeah. Those I like that comparison. Yeah. You're gonna get more of these kind of comparisons. I like it soon. All right, all right. next. One. All right, the Battle of Easy Core. All right. Ugh. A day to remember. Okay. Versus Four Year Strong. Who's better? <laughs> Why? We kind of have the same kind of thing here. Data remembers bigger, much fucking bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm gonna say a data remember, and here's why: they do a lot of good stuff for not only the easy core genre, but for a lot of similar genres. Like, did you know Mike of the Devil Wears Prada was on? I'm waiting to flex. Yeah. I'm waiting. Yeah, I can't even fucking. I seen him live. Do it. Yeah, that's very cool, ain't it? Um, so that's kind of, and I know they're buddies too, All Jeremy right. and uh, they're good friends. Yeah, they're good friends. And I think the data remember is kind of the culmination of what happens when you want to listen to pop punk and what happens when you want to listen to bands like the Devil Wears Prada and mm. the August Burns Red. Mm. And I think that kind of brings it together smoothly. And here's what I'm going to say a data remember it is a very good entry point for people who want to get into like metal music, but don't, don't like screaming. But yeah, because, yeah, okay, my girlfriend was, if three years ago, you know, when we went, when we met, she was like, oh, I don't get it. You God, know? Has it been that long already? Yeah, it's been. Th- yeah. Think about it, right? But think about it. Here's what, here's what I'm throwing out there. She did not like my, our style of music, right? <laughs> and and so, you know, I kind of slowly eased her into things with bands like Bring Me the Horizon, you know, Sun Paternal. Anybody can appreciate the art mm-hmm. of Sun Paternal. Maybe not the music, but the art, the whole vibe and the ambiance and bands like A Day to Remember, you know, and... She kind of fell in love with a day to remember with, you know, Homesick and all those big albums and stuff. And she's like, well, shit, if you showed me this first, I would have probably fell under the metalcore spell a lot easier. Yeah. Whereas Four Years Strong in my head is still a frat boy band. You think and there's so? nothing wrong with that. And mm. it, I, I'm not as big as a Four Years Strong fan. I do like their stuff and I think they're doing good shit there. They just don't captivate me like some of Data Remember songs. Okay. And, you know, like, we all float down here, banger. Wasting time, fucking biggest banger. Uh-huh. It's great. But looking at their album covers, you're like, dude, these are a bunch of college kids, you know? I can see that. Like, uh, Wasting Time, what was that off of? Enemy of the World. Yeah, you know how one of them is like a fucking centaur, centaur with a machine gun? <laughs> yeah. And you're looking at it, and, like, you're like, ha, that's funny, but you're not going to take it seriously when yeah. you have, um, like, Homesick, the artist who did that, who did the IMAX posters for episode seven. Like, look at that. It's some fucking serious shit. Mm-hmm. And I think that... Overall, uh, Data Remember addresses a lot more serious issues. Don't, not to say that they don't have their fuck around songs. Everybody has their fuck around songs. Mm-hmm. Like, Till Slater not to wash his dick. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a Data Remember just kind of hits home with a lot of their things. And I think a lot of people can relate to their music. Whereas, For Your Strong, you got to kind of be in the party mood. Yeah. To, to accept them into, to accept Jesus Christ into your life. And then, <laughs> and then you begin to explore the more serious aspects of For Your Strong. And I think it's just kind of audience perception and how you're going to reach out to your fans okay so i'm going to give it to data remember all right it's going to be a good one for you you're gonna be really upset with me after this one hang on hang on but before we dive into that what's the first data remember song you heard data remember yeah uh and for your strong let's do both for your strong was um heroes get remembered but let's just never die that's a good one yeah that's an excellent uh one. and a data remember i cannot tell you exactly what it was because it was such a long time ago the first data remember song i ever heard downfall was all no, no, no. Even before that, dude, and okay. this is this is how you know I'm I'm like invested. Um, you should have killed me when you had the chance. Okay. 
off of uh, wow. for those who have heart. What year was that? Two thousand. When did Homestead come out? Oh eight, two thousand ten. I think it's oh eight. Um, no, yeah, it's gonna be actually gonna be ten next year. Two thousand ten or this year rather. It should um, be 10. Hang on, l- let me look it up because I know they like re-released everything and yeah. stuff. So there was probably some confusion in my mental timeline, mm-hmm. but it is for is off the album f- for those who have heart and ha- don't mind me while I go. No, no, it. it's fine. It's good. It's all good in the hood. As he clicks away. As I click away, right? Uh-huh. So homesick was two thousand nine. Oh, for those who have heart was well, the re-release was two thousand eight. Okay. So the original probably came out oh seven oh six ish. Okay. That was the first day to remember song I ever mm-hmm. heard. You should kill me when you had the chance. And four year strong was wasting time because it's still probably my favorite four year strong song. Yeah. It made me feel like I was sixteen again. Yeah. What'd you say for a day to remember? Did you say anything? I don't such a time. No. Probably something off homesick. Probably. Or uh, what separates me from you? No. Well. One of the two. I don't remember because I came across them on uh, like Warped Tour. Gotcha. I was never a big day to remember thing. It was never my thing. It's, it's fair. I prefer for your trunk. So, but, uh, the danger in starting a fire? What? You don't remember that? Mm-hmm. No, okay. Uh, but yeah, so it's, it's been a long, long time. All right, let's hear your next one. Is it going to wrestle my jimmies? Yeah, I think it might be something that you might want to think about. Uh, all right. The Battle of Metalport Titans. The Architects mm-hmm. versus August Burns Red. The Architects. Yeah. The Architects. <sighs> okay, here, here's what's up. The Architects. Um, have a very rough beginning. They switched uh, Screamers, uh, like what, two albums in, to Sam. And Sam is like Keith in a lot of aspects. When you listen to that, well, here, here's why. If you listen to that early stuff, you're like, it's okay. There's nothing wow. But then you listen to everything after and everything since, and you're like, holy shit, this guy has perfected his craft. August Burns Red does not have a bad album. That being said, they have maybe two albums that really woo me. You know? And it's kind of like the Bonds. You have your good Bonds. Um, messengers. And, uh... Fuck, what was um, whitewashed off of? That was Constellations. Constellations. Messengers and Constellations. Yeah, nothing real. Uh, Phantom Anthem really kind of doesn't hold up anymore, man. It was... A f- not for me. Not for me. I think... Rescue and Restore? Rescue and Restore is great. And I would probably... I'm probably going to go back and forth between that and Constellations. Because those two are... Because Messengers is easily number two, but those two are kind of pushing. Yeah, yeah, man, I'm kind of weird with August Burns Red. But Rescue and Restore, like I said, best workout I've ever had in my life to the album. And it's fucking banger, left and right. But also Constellations, you know, like Mariano's Trench, the fucking banger, whitewash banger. And, and those two kind of fight. I'm just going to make one super album out of them and call it, call it a day. But Architects brings a lot of blech, perfected the blech, a lot of griminess, a lot of... Architects is doing love and wonders for all our metalcore brethren over the seas. And it's good to see that. And um, did you hear the piano reprise of Doomsday? No. They did a soft version I, of Doomsday. Nah, I piano saw, yeah. and I didn't hear it, though. It's fucking beautiful. And I, I think songs like that, where you have Doomsday, which appealed to even my non-metal friends, and then you do a piano reprise of it, which is fucking beautiful. And, I don't know. I think the Architects are just doing a lot of good. I think at the moment, August Burns Red is coasting off their foundation really i don't think there's wow. anything bad with enjoying your view from the castle you built there's nothing wrong with that mm-hmm. but they're not building anything anymore and if they are really because i can't see because that thing's already so fucking high because you, you have your hardcore abr fans they're like it's it's um 
sustaining altitude. Yeah, you absolutely. Don't, you don't notice planes in the, in the airplane, but you notice planes as they're rising. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And like I said, they're coasting for me, man. Uh, Phantom Anthem, at the time, I was like, you know, album of the year. Probably by default, because it was just, you know, if a Titan drops an album, it's going to be up there. But really, like, I still go back to All Our Guys Have Abandoned Us. Probably favorite opening track out of a lot of fucking metalcore albums. Nihilist is a fucking banger. Go back to uh, Day In, Day Out, or that, like, early 2000s metalcore feel. That's okay, yeah. Here now, wow, interesting. Um... I don't even talk. I forget about that album sometimes. I forget it doesn't even exist. Yeah, man. And that's uh, that's the album he hopped on, or the album after. Uh, Hollow, Hollow Crown was the first. Hollow album. Crown, that also a decent oh, album. God, so good. I know they hate it, but decent. Uh, 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 Lost together, it. lost forever. That album is gonna stand the test. Of it's time. life changing. That album's gonna be like void. It's just gonna be life changing. Yeah, it's gonna be one of those. I want to get into metal. What's a good like classic metal band to get into? Uh, look at Architects. Look at All Our Gods Have Abandoned Us. Look at Lost Together, Lost Forever. Look at Van Void. Look at Shit like that. Those bands are going to be on in 10 years when the new metalcore generation is like, no, what do I listen to? Architects. That's what you fucking listen to. Hmm. ABR, they're probably going to have an album in there, but Architects is doing a lot of good, and I, I personally enjoy their sound a lot more. Interesting. And like I said, man, um, Wage War and ABR are kind of on the same wavelength. They aren't reinventing anything. And this isn't like disrespect towards either band, <laughs> but they're not reinventing anything. Excuse you? They're not... <laughs> They're not bringing crazy, you know, like, what is a gigawatt? <laughs> Architects, man. Would you say you agree? Uh, Maybe not. You don't have to agree with the reason, man. Well, man, uh, I just think uh, there's more. Oh, that's because that's just like, it's mind-boggling to me for you even to begin to say is that something has more complexity than August Burns Red. It's just really hard. Music, musically, yes. Uh, vocally, it does not. Go ahead. I raised my hand for those of you who don't yeah. know. Um at what point in a casserole do you stop tasting things? How many layers? Mm-hmm. August Burns Red layers. <laughs> really? That's, do you? I, dude, I know it sounds like I'm shitting on this band, and I'm not because they're great and they do a lot of good shit towards the genre. I think Adam would throw something at you if you were here. Who would? <laughs> Adam. Yeah. Fuck you, mean Matt Griner is the greatest drummer of all time. <laughs> he, he is a phenomenal drummer. Yeah. There's a lot of. I'm. I'm just saying, man. August Burns Red fucking great band mm-hmm. i will always like them but my casserole analogy at what point you could put so many fucking you could have a seven layer casserole how many layers how many of those layers are you going to taste at what point do you have to focus on the layers to actually taste them and at what point does listening to august burn red becomes a chore never let's leave it at that <laughs> you got one more uh actually well let me pull it up i uh, dude i'm gonna get so much fucking hate I, for yeah. all this <laughs> <laughs> all right so this is a little bit older this is something this, this is very obvious for me but i know that you're a fan of both of these bands deftones and slipknot no no that's deftones and no no Def, no, no, no slipknot and no no, no. no. okay uh atreyu Woo-hoo-hoo. versus event sevenfold who's better and why 2000 metalcore guy liner all around full hawks 2000 at what point do we cut off the 2000s? Oh, eight. That's for me. Okay. Um, Event Sevenfold started off as a really good, really grimy, like weird death punk metalcore band with um, clam. With, yeah, a clam band with um, Sounding of the Seventh Trumpet. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you say you enjoyed that? Mm-hmm. No. I, I pretty much hate everything they've ever done. That, that's fine, dude. You can hate your band. Um, 
I really enjoyed that early stuff they did. And a lot of stuff like City of Evil, fucking great that album. That was a good album, yeah. I really Okay, so you don't hate it. I'll, I'll admit that it was a good album. City of Evil was a fucking great album. Yeah. And that um fuck what was the song? Sidewinder where it's like the fucking interlude of mariachi music. What the fuck is going on in LA, man? But <laughs> um and then look Yeah. So you said 08? Yeah, I say 08. Um so they did Waking the Fallen, Signing of the Sam's Trumpet, City, City of Evil, Evil I and that I might be it. Was I know Nightmare was 2010. I can almost confirm that. Nightmare, yeah, Nightmare was 2010, and then they did self-titled the White Album. Okay. With critical acclaim, almost easy scream, Afterlife. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, all bangers. Let's see what Atreyu has done. All right. Just kind of just as a refresher, because I know they did Suicide Notes, mm-hmm. and Butterfly something. What was it? Yeah, 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 something like that. They did Suicide Notes and Butterfly Kisses in 2002. Uh, fucking great album. I yep. love it thor- thoroughly. The Curse. Um, great, also good. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't call it great. Good. What was on The Curse? Well, now I have to look what's on The Curse. Before the Curse, we had Blood Children, Bleeding Mascara, Right Side of the Bed, which is the best song off the album. Um, this Flesh is a Tomb, You Eclipse by Me, The Crimson. Hey, man, good stuff. <laughs> I just didn't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed uh, Suicide Notes. And then you set up to 2008. Ooh, damn. We just missed the Congregation of the Damned. That was 09. So we stop at lead sales and paper anchors. You said we're comparing Metalcore? J- uh, just kind of just well, comparing they, the two? They, they kind of have different like, projections, right? Mm-hmm. Because both of them came up in the same scene, and they had to kind of change their sound. They both kind of went radio-friendly for a second there. I sure you came back down from that. Thank God. Uh, you but, didn't like lead sales? I liked it. I thought but, it was a great yeah, album. Yeah, it was a great album. Yeah, but I, like I said, but you know, as opposed to Avengers, that kind of just kept on pushing that radio kind of a kind of a vibe. I think uh, Trey kind of came back down and kind of went back to roots in the, in that regard. Avengers is the bigger band here. I don't think there's any arguing mm-hmm. that they're mm-hmm. selling out stadiums. They open for Metallica. Um, now let me throw this out there. I grew up on Avenged. That was like one of the early early metal bands for mm-hmm. me, and I do like a lot of their stuff. And I think that they're doing really cool creative stuff. Like the, their last album they dropped was uh, <laughs> space themed, right? And they have a whole 16 minute Sinister Gates just going. Because <laughs> 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 Sinister fucking Gates. Um, I think Atreyu. Oh, shit, I think Atreyu is a testament to never forget who you were. Yeah. And um, what's his name? For the singer from Atreyu. Which one? The fat one that's not fat anymore. Oh, Alex. Alex. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, I gotta give it to Atreyu, man, because um, okay, Avengers has always kind of pushed their own envelope. Mm-hmm. Atreyu has acknowledged that this is what. Fuck, how do I say this without totally pissing on one band or the other? Well, Atreyu, I don't know. You didn't stop me from doing that to August Burns Red, you motherfucker. I, like I said, man, I don't want to like rip on them or anything because they're they're giants and and both these bands are viable and I think they're both really good spots to kind of get you know antiquated mm-hmm. with things um i'm gonna have to give it to atreyu on this one and only because shit only because what though i'm gonna give it to atreyu man i've just been feeling atreyu better mm-hmm. i ain't even gonna lie anymore mm-hmm. <laughs> i've been feeling atreyu mm-hmm. much more than i've been feeling avenge these days yes sir and um that, that was a good comparison man I like yeah that. that was a the bands that start with aids <laughs> the bands that you remember from 05 when you had the scene bangs <laughs> but yeah, so that's what I got for verses this week. Cool. Uh, I'm gonna um, have more for you next week. Very cool. I, that, that last one was solid. Um, all right. So then we started bullshitting at each other last week, 
and uh, we were just pissing on ska music. So let's. So this game is called ska music. It, it, let's just call it is for people. Yeah. And we're just fucking swap it out every week. Ska music is for people. And here's the one I liked last week. Let, let me pull up my notes. I have you, all. You pulled up notes. <laughs> uh, this is shit that's just coming off the top of my head. Oh wow. Okay. So you have somebody who came prepared, and then you have somebody who's bringing piss to a shit show. Yeah. Okay. Ska music. <laughs> Go, you go first. I gotta. I gotta. All take right. A breather. So, sky music is for people who like pineapple on their pizza. Dude, no, <laughs> fuck, no, no, no. Are you kidding me? That was my first one. It's, for, uh, it's a little different. It's, uh, sky music is for people who say they like pineapple and ham on their pizza, but never order it. <laughs> that was my ver- fuck, dude. <laughs> I hate you. All right, I guess I'll go next. Um, and this is the one from last week ska music is for people whose parents forced them to play in the school marching band but went home and bumped take off your pants and jacket <laughs> ska music is for people who smell like uh what's it called shit sunscreen and wear colorful sunglasses <laughs> ska music is for people whose favorite celebrity is guy fieri <laughs> Uh, sky music is for people who wear Hawaiian shirts unironically. There we go. That's a good one. Sky music <laughs> is for people who never grew out of the rat tail. <laughs> uh, shit. Sky music is for people who thought bleaching hair was a good idea. Okay. Sky music is for people who swear by God that Rocket Power was the best <laughs> early 2000s Nicktoon. <laughs> Save the big guns. Oh, shit. Uh, shit. Okay, hold on. I'm out of ammo, man. You you just fire one more. Well, well here's the. You done already? Yeah, those those are. I took some time, man. Well, this was gonna turn into a I don't know, just a segment in general where we it doesn't necessarily have to be ska music. Like we just turned it into like every time I like I said last week, every time I die, it's hardcore music for your uncle who doesn't like to shower. <laughs> shit like that. That's why that uncle. Well, maybe I don't know, but uh, yeah, I don't think I have anything else for ska music. Hold on, let me think. Let me take one more like for. Tour around my head real quick. Uh, music is for people. I don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Well, you know what? I think we had some fun with it. And <laughs> I think it's fucking hilarious because I love Less Than Jake. Yeah. And, uh, and like, uh, well, MXPX is more punky, but I love yeah. Less Than Jake. And uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Did you like that Racket Power one? Yeah, that was pretty good. Pulled that one out of my ass. I was like, this is gold. <laughs> the Guy Fieri one was pretty fucking good, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, damn. Oh, What's man. on the notes? Okay, hold okay, on. Okay, let's, uh, let's music news and reviews. You got the first one. All right, oh, let me pull this shit up. because I'm Post-traumatic full review. Okay, so as you know, uh, Mike Shadona from Lincoln Park, uh, the pastor Chester Bennington, decided to you know kind of go out on his own to, just to kind of get, you know, I don't know, feel better, I guess, right? Released you know e- it's been a year since? Uh- yeah, it's about to be a year. It hasn't been a year yet, but it's about to be. Um, so, you know, um, he, did, he came out with the EP, over the winter, right? Three songs, uh, you know, kind of minimalist, kind of uh, production quality because it's Mike in his studio, right? And I think he just didn't know what he was going to do. He just went, felt the need to put out these songs, right? So he did three good songs. It is what it is. Uh, but no, uh, it's a couple of weeks ago at this point. He's put out the new album, the whole album in full. I don't know how many songs, maybe twelve. Uh, let me pull that up real quick. Um, hefty, hefty boy. Yeah, it's 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 sizable and it's good. Um, you know, I'm a big Mike Shinoda fan. Lincoln Park is probably the most influential band in my life. And um, Mike Shinoda probably being one of the most talented musicians of all time, in my opinion. Um, and he's going to blow up. I you think, think he's going to be doing solo stuff? Yeah, for the rest of his, his career, I think. Um, because I think if 
because it's just him, you know. And uh, me and Adrian are talking about this. He's like, he's got to pay his bills. You know what I mean? Mike, um, he's a guy who's a very creative guy. He can do anything he wants. But, you know, since he was 19 years old, 20 years old, he's been playing music. That's all he knows. He probably didn't have a real job. You know what I mean? Like, this is what he does. So um, he releases this material. And like I said, um, he's going to blow up. And they're, he's going to get sucked up by pop radio. Not necessarily to compromise the sound, but they're going to play his shit. And he's going to get really popular. And all these people who claim that they've been a Mike Shinoda fan for a long time have absolutely no idea. Hey, name he, me two Fort Minor songs. That, that name me three Lincoln Park songs that, you know what I mean, that were on the radio. You know what I mean? Shit, name me one Fort Minor song that doesn't remember the name. Yeah, that was a good album, too. The whole, whole that whole uh, Fort Minor album was really good. But, yeah, you're right. And, um... And think about that. Like, remember the name still gets played at like a basketball games and shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Name me one track off Hybrid Theory. Me or just no, no, no. Just yeah, I got you. Yeah, these Um, bandwagoners. Yeah, so they're gonna say that they're a big fan. La la la. Bro, if you don't know the lyrics to Paper Cut, do you even like Lincoln Park? Well, that's yeah, that's my point. And um, been a fan for a long time, and I'm glad to see he's getting success in this regard. It saddens me that this is probably the end of Lincoln Park as we know it. Um, because you know, I think they'll go back and do some remasters. Think so. I think yeah, they'll they'll definitely. I don't want to say revisit old material, but maybe re-release stuff. Do they have a greatest hits? Because I know that's kind of a they, thing for bands to it's like a cash grab. But you know, seeing as how yeah, kind of hard. Drop a greatest hits, man. You could you could fit fucking thirty songs on their greatest mm-hmm. hits and still have room. Yeah, you know. So uh, so overall, man, I'd say it's a great album. Uh, he did a great job. It's not. The typical Shinoda thing. All the songs are kind of different. They all kind of do different things, and they have different, different dynam- genres or just different vibes. Uh, different vibes. Uh, gotcha. You know, I think it's you know he's a like I said he's very much a piano centric rapping kind of a guy. Gotcha. Um, but you know he creates his own beats. He's a very talented individual. So um, it's a great album. Uh, it's up there for album of the year, top five. Um, cool, cool. It's, it's, it's very hard for me to be enthusiastic about these type of things because of Chester passing. And again, the band meant so much to me growing up, and still does to this day. Um, it won't be the same. Yeah, it's it gonna be can't. it's gonna be very hard to kind of move on from that that phase of my life as it's over. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, man, I, I think he did a great job. And uh, you've, everybody, there's something for everybody on this album. I feel like cool. Very if you cool. like the rap centric songs, there's those. If you like the kind of the beautiful melodic kind of stuff, there's on that's on there as well. There's some. I think the only thing that's really kind of missing is kind of the rocky kind of songs. But he has a whole discography with another band that captures all of that. So um, it is what it is, but it's a great album. Very cool. Um, where did you place it in your top five for the year? So just five, give us a quick review. Five right now. Five? What's yeah. number four? Number four would probably be uh, Under Oath. Under Oath? Three? Yeah. Um, What's well, one? What's well, one? One right now? Yeah. Um, what was that? That one album. Fuck, what's it called? I missed Bleed it. From Within Era? Yeah, there you go. That's, what, that's number one right now. Two. Uh, number two would probably be uh, that that Villas, Vilas, whatever. You, you like it that much? I, 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 it was, oh, it was a, okay. it's a banger. Copy that. Number three. Uh, number three, right? Well, just based off singles right now. Based off singles right now, Ice Nine Kills. Cool. Just based on the singles. Cool. Um, I think that'll knock everything down above. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cool. Closing thoughts on Shinoda. Uh, check it out. Well, check it out. It's great. Um. Again, there's a little bit of everything, and uh, I think he deserves our support because he's an advocate for everything that Chester stood for. And moving forward, I think he's going to continue to be that. So very cool, very cool. Yep. I'm also doing an album review this week, yes, and this are. is one of my highly anticipated albums of the yeah. year. Uh, Chelsea Grin, Eternal Nightmare. So for those of you who know, we covered this. Uh, Alex Color left Chelsea Grin, mm-hmm. and so my whole kind of thought process was: Well, did Alex write these songs, and Tom stepped in and did his thing? Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. no. I'm going to throw this out there. No. Uh, 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 
Everybody in Chelsea Green knew Alex was going to leave. They just waited for the day where they could drop the single, and he announced it because it was back-to-back. Mm-hmm. It was like within seconds of each mm-hmm. other. So he was gone for a while. So, yeah, Tom was definitely in there in the writing process doing this because none of these sound, sound like Alex, and I'm going to get into it. So um, I kind of wrote down some thoughts. My initial impressions of Eternal Nightmare by Chelsea Green, it's heavy. It's so heavy that it hurts sometimes, mm-hmm. and it's a really good thing. Um, I would argue and say that this is their heaviest album since Desolation of Eden, which is when I hopped onto the Chelsea Green wagon, and wow, holy shit. <laughs> So let's look at uh, lyrical content. Like I said, I know Tom wrote all these songs because there's a lot of like stylistic changes. Mm-hmm. Alex Kohler was, um, I don't want to say you're like your typical vocalist, but he wrote a lot about me and I and we and feelings mm-hmm. and emotionless and white and stuff like that. <laughs> um, Tom kind of takes Chelsea back to its roots because Chelsea Grin was a band that was kind of like made you feel ways in situations that you wouldn't normally feel. Songs like Hostage, right? The song, if you listen to it and you kind of like immerse yourself into the song, these are thoughts that a hostage would fucking have. Mm-hmm. And th- some of these songs are fucking terrifying. And so some of the lyrical jumps that I noticed was Tom does a lot of repetition. And on the surface, this seems like lazy songwriting because mm-hmm. repetition, you know, you, you hear it all the time. It's just, mm-hmm. it's for big choruses and stuff like that. But kind of tying back into the whole how it makes me feel, I think Tom did this very deliberately because at points in the album, I was like, oh man, what the fuck? Like it made me feel like uncomfortable. And that's really good. I don't think an album has made me feel ways since low teens, you Mm -hmm. know? And this this album just brings a lot to the table. So going into production, um, I don't think Chelsea Grin... I don't think deathcore is a genre known as for, for its production. Okay. I would say it's very Joey Sturgis, copy and paste. And I would I want to say it's like, you know, Sturgis style, but that kind of mentality where it's like, you know, you don't need anything crazy. Production off Eternal Nightmare is fucking phenomenal. And I think whoever produced this album, I didn't look into it because I'm, I'm lazy. Mm-hmm. Whoever did this was really great. Um, yeah, dude. <sighs> so here, here's what I compared it to. Deathcore is like, is like a, a Maxwell Polish, right? Just, just bear with me. Okay. And um, and good production is like an Italian beef. You know, you could always side it in. So what did these guys do? These guys went to Portillo's and got the Italian beef with the Polish in it. <laughs> got the and Italian this is, combo. Got the Italian combo. And this, this album is really fucking good, mm-hmm. and I love it on so many levels. Um, dude, yeah, I, I think this is an excellent new phase for. Chelsea Grin as a whole. And I've said it before, I, I'm an Alex Kohler fuckboy. I, you know, I wholeheartedly support him in his new endeavors and, and grudges and his clothing line. Tom Barba from Lorna Shore, former vocalist of Lorna Shore, is going to bring Chelsea Grin to the next level. Okay. And he's going to bring phenomenal fucking things for this band. Yeah. And he is, I, I, from what I've seen from the Warp Tour segments live, he's a lot more stage presence, a lot more, a lot more good shit coming out of Tom live than we got from Alex. And um, honestly, dude, check out this album because it'll take it by storm. All right, let me let my dogs in because I don't want them to die real quick. But hold on. Very cool. Keep Chelsea Grin, first three singles off that were Dead Bros, where we got introduced to Tom Barba. Then we got Hostage, and we got See You Soon. Very excellent songs. So, Have yeah. you heard any of the singles? Just I, I, I was listening to a little bit this morning. Um, I like it. Um, I have a issue with the, I mean, maybe it's just the first couple of songs, but I feel like his vocals are overly distorted. 
I don't know if that that's was just the album, this, man. So it's just a production choice then? I, I think it's a cool choice. All right. Personally, I but. mean, I mean, teach their own, but I mean, I liked it. I mean, like you said, it's kind of Chelsea grin. It's, it's, it's what you expect in that regard, but I don't know about that. I haven't d- dived like deep into like vocally and lyrical content yet, but um, I mean, I think it's a solid effort for you. Where does it fall in, in your, in your albums of the year so far? Well, Let's get top five. Like you like, right. Okay. So right now my number one is um, prequel by ghosts. It's still up there. It's probably going to change soon. Yeah. Um, we'll get into that shortly and then we have right after that it was the the plot and you dispose oh i forgot about that such a good album man i re-listened to it the other day so fucking good man so much that's in my top five somewhere you know it's funny um landon tours and tillian pearson from dance gavin dance um i want to say thursday it's a thursday in july it's landon and then a friday it's tillian Mm-hmm. And I think it's funny because they're both kind of doing their solo thing now. Yeah, okay. So uh, damn, I forgot about that. Yeah, man, the plot you disposed, fucking oh, great I'm album. Have to G- fucking give it a re-listen, dude. I'm it's really powerful. I have to rework my. Uh, fucking so that's top. number two. Uh, number three is Welcome to Bonkers. Mm-hmm. Four is probably Chelsea Grin. Uh, this is probably an album that's going to grow on me as the year goes on. Okay. And then you know you know when you have to jam it. When, when? I, I know exactly when. You need to jam that Chelsea Grin album when the leaves start to fall. Starts to get a little bit colder outside. That's when you need to jam. Yeah, that, that sounds like some death course shit right yeah. there. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fun. Ch- catch them at Warped Tour. And then number five, uh, what is my number five? Uh, dance, give and dance. Okay. Artificial selection. That is my five at the moment. Um, is subject to change. At least two to, two to five are. Yeah. Because I've been pretty consistent with my number one. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> wow. until October. Yeah. Uh, which leads us into our next. Time. All right. So I had, so Gabe Gabe dropped this, this bomb on me. A couple weeks ago, right? He's like, "Oh, um, Ice Nine Kills." You know, the, the, the new single sounds good. American Nightmare, I like it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Wait, hang on. Was this another band I threw on you? Ka- yeah, ka- kind well, of. I know. I knew of Ice Nine. They were Kill. in the background. You yeah. rediscovered them. Yeah, cool. I've known Ice Nine Kill for a long time. They, like I said, they've been around a long time. I've known them. Um, you know, cool. Like it was just one of those bands where you're like, you catch a single, you're like, cool, and then you kind of move on, right? I you went don't back. buy anything from the merch tip. You just kind of glare at their merch guy and move on. Yeah, cool. They're, you know, that's nice. Good stuff. They're good music musicians. Moving on with my life. Not, you know, it's not a bad thing. But um, I will say anything before. I have not heard anything after uh, every trick in the book, right? You mean uh, before? Well, I, I no, I've heard of all that stuff before, but you know, around 2013, I lost kind of track of them, right? <laughs> they, they were lost in the sauce. Yeah, they gotcha. were. Yeah, they were lost in the you know. There's a lot of good albums coming out of that. Yeah, so. Um, you know, cool. They're always, like I said, a band that you'll kind of bump in the, in the background. background. Yeah. Seen them a couple of times. That's good stuff. Moving on. Um, but, you know, like I said, Gabe put me on to the, you know, the new, he's like, oh, it's, it's, it's cool. I check it out. Uh, the American Nightmare was the first single, which yeah. is the one you hopped on, right? Yeah. I'm like, that was f- really fucking good. I'm like, that's very good. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, cool. Maybe I need to d- do dig a little deeper, right? Mm-hmm. First thing off the new album. Let's check out the last one. Let's see how the last one did. And then you got songs like Communion of the Cursed and fucking song like Nature of the Beast. Me, and Myself, and Hyde. Me, Myself, and Hyde. Uh, Star-Crossed Enemies. Uh, you know, all these bangers that are just on it. You're like, wow, that was, that's, that's impressive. So let me download the whole fucking album because all the music right. videos were awesome. Download the whole album. Uh, you have fucking, uh, what's it called? The song with Carrie. I forget it's fucking Hell of High School or Hell of High School, Hell of the Hallway, something like that. Uh, that's on there. You have the blo- uh, Bloodbath and whatever the fuck the name of that fucking song is. Uh, a bunch of great songs off every trick in the book. I'm like, wow, cool. that was impressive. Yeah. Okay. Um, fun fact, all those are based off Books. horror novels. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, wow, that was that was really cool. And then 
Next thing you know, I'm listening to Communion of the Cursed every single day, every morning when I wake up in the morning. Oh, what a good day to start your day. And then I go what to work. What a good way to start your day. I go to work and then I'm, I'm jamming to it in my head. And then next thing you know, I'm making a playlist of all their songs that I like. And it's like 12 songs deep. I'm like, wow, that's great. And then you come across Enjoy Your Slay, which is the, like a precursor Banger. to the, the new album. It's like, holy fuck. And next thing you know, I'm in it. Yep. And it doesn't stop. Uh, let, me, let me throw this out there. You're going to get a good chuckle out of this. When I heard the American Nightmare, I was like, cool. And then when they dropped uh, the second single this two days ago. Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday. I was like, oh, cool. They're doing a, they're doing a horror theme. A horror, I should say, kind of slasher, right? Yeah. A slasher thing for this new album. And I was like, huh, I wonder if they did anything for the Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because when you hear the American Nightmare, that could be any band's song. It really can, because that's such a fucking thing, mm-hmm. like Eternal Nightmare. That's literally one word away. Yeah, you know, and I, it was just such a kind of generic metalcore thing. Did you happen to uh, look at the album, the single cover for that? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Yeah. Uh, okay. No, I just I threw it on. It came up on shuffle. I was like, this is good. I enjoy this. And uh, and you know, I was like, oh, when you did a fucking nightmare, and I, was, and I felt so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, man, they're doing a lot of good stuff. They're doing um. They released music videos, but really it's more like a film. That it's a doing. film, yeah. Um, so American Nightmare kind of recaps the events of the OG Nightmare on Elm Street, and it's really cool. Yeah. Um, and then you have, you know, the camp at Thank Crystal God Friday, Lake. Yeah. Thank God it's Friday. And Which man, fu- dude, that girl is so thick it hurts. Yeah, right? Man, oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see that. I'm like, Because she's the dude's yeah. assistant, yeah. right? And then, like, she's off shirtless, and I was like... Whoa! Yeah, like how, where is she hiding that in the other music video? <laughs> you know what I mean? Shit, but it's, uh, uh, it's very cool, man. I enjoy it. Um, it's told from Spencer's perspective because yeah. he's having these nightmares, and uh, I don't want to give anything away because you should watch it. It's t- it's yeah. twenty minutes total right now. Yeah. Um, and stay on top of these, please. Yeah. You know, I think I think that, I want to say they might drop like another whole fucking thing. Yeah. With the album, but um, it ends on such a cliffhanger mm-hmm. and we won't get another single till fall to fall. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking like probably like late September, we'll get the last single and then we'll get the album. Yeah. That being said, they had a very awesome Halloween we, shirt. We had two more singles. I think two more. You think two well, more one on, um, enjoy just, your sleeves on the album. I don't think those, those like a spin off. No, yeah, no, I'm saying one American nightmare. Then we get, we have American nightmare. That guy's Friday, which is nightmare on street and Friday the 13th perspectively. <laughs> I think, well, based on the t-shirts and stuff in the merch we'll store. get Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Which is called Savages, just based on the title of the shirt. Cool. And I think we do get a Michael one, but because of we're getting well, Oh, man. Because they had a fucking dope-ass Michael Myers shirt. Yeah, it had the, the Michael Myers mask, and then it had the, you know, the Ice Nine Kills the Nine. Yeah, the Nine. And uh, and some other stuff. And it was just a really good-looking shirt. It was a blood splatter. Like, it had, like, a blood splatter on it or two. And, it was, it and they cool. took it down. Yeah. Fuck, man, they took it down. I was about to hop on it because I got paid. And I was like, I want the shirt. I want the record. It's enough to, you know, justify. These two singles are enough to justify. Yeah. And it's gone. Yeah. So. Uh, legal. Probably. Like, I think we probably agree that was probably a legal thing. Because merch now, if it's sold out, it'll tell you it's sold out. Yeah. It won't fucking post it. It won't just pull it off. It. Yeah. I think one of two things. And I, I think legal is more, more reasonable. Because there's not a track list. I tried to look at a track mm. list. There's nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, shit. Well, they probably pulled Halloween down because some dumbass put up all the merch at once. And now people know what other songs what, what are going to be based off of. Yeah. But they left the cha- Texas Chainsaw Massacre up. Yeah. So I think it's legal. It's Either that or they're saving it for, for October. Yeah. it's And that I, I want to say it's legal. And it sucks because it was a really cool shirt. Yeah. Um, it was the only one I liked, too. Really? You didn't like the, the Freddy kind of tie-dye one? It's cool. I wouldn't wear it. 
and that was my thing. I, I, when I buy merch, I gotta, I gotta first and foremost like the band, like the, the piece of merch, and then I gotta see myself wearing it more than once or more than just the shows. Okay. Like right now, like this being as Notion shirt, I love it. Okay, you know. Fair enough. And that was the only one where I was like, I could wear this in public and not weirdo. <laughs> yeah, not look like a fucking raging psychopath. Yeah. Uh, so with that, you know, kind of getting caught up in the storm of Ice Night Kills this week. Oh yeah, man. I think um, we have determined, or at least me, that this is a very heavy, heavy contender for album of the year. Oh yeah. Uh, we'll see because they're playing at the Warped Tour. This, you know, it's actually coming up next week for us. Ooh, it's going to be fun. Uh, we'll see. Because actually, it, it's so real for me that my sister, my older sister, who it doesn't, I, I, I'll say this honestly, and she'll probably agree, she's not listened to bands from this genre in like the last 10 years. She's still jamming the same like Chiodos and stuff that she listened to in high school. <laughs> oh, wow. She has not, you know, du- you know, gotten anywhere near the scene since then. I told her, I'm like, you'll like it because it's very thematic, it's theatric. My sister likes that shit. I'm like, you'll like it. And she's like, you know, she's like, okay, fine. What's the name of the band? Like, tell her the name of the band. And next thing you know, she's like, they're going to be at Warped Tour. She's like, I'm like, yeah. She's like, I'm going. Cool. Because of that. Um, so uh, I cannot, and I told you this over on the headset. I'm like, I cannot think of anything on this planet more tailor-made for this guy than this band right now. So, um, yeah. I actually want to run an idea by you because I think you'd be. Did you make but. your list for? For, set, for tracks that we're I haven't. Uh, I have a list. I want your feedback. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna start off with the, with the very obvious ones. We got Freddy. We got Jason. We got Halloween. We got Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. Those are those are the four. Two we can confirm for sure. Well, enjoy your slays on the, on the album too. He said on live in the studio. What is um what is that based off of? The Shining. The Shining. Oh, okay. So that knocks out one of mine. Mm-hmm. So that's five. Mm-hmm. Three. Three we can confirm. Two we could almost totally confirm. Okay. So the next one I have Chucky, or Bride of Chucky. One of the two. Okay. Um, I think it fits the slasher theme well. Well, I don't know why I... Well, I don't want to get into... Well, it's not really spoiler. It's just a fucking music video. It is what it is. But, you know, at the end of the last... Uh, Thank God it's right. He mentioned childhood. He's like, oh, no. Normal childhood. It's like, no, it wasn't. It wasn't fucking normal. So you think Chucky's on there? I think Chucky's on there cool. as well. Um, when you mention classic horror movies like Friday Nightmare, uh, The Exorcist. Their Community of the Curse is already done. Oh, okay. Scratch that off. Shining's done. This one's kind of out there and weird and doesn't fit the slasher theme but again it's a classic and i think it should be included alien Ooh, i didn't even think about that alien is such a good the first alien the first is such alien. a good horror movie and you could just you could give it a space thing how you're locked and trapped and like them. i said yeah. it'll be totally off from the whole like slasher thing yeah but i think it'd be cool because we've seen the devil wears proud to do like an alien thing now i want to see ice nine kills do an alien well thing. here's the deal like when you say slasher my thing is like it's a movie where there's a, a killer and a body count so yep. you you think it, there physically has to be like a sharp object? In no, there? I, I guess you could say Aliens kind of a slasher. Yeah, really. Yeah. Um, when I when I think slasher, I, I just lots of gore. That's the first thing that comes to my head. Okay. Right. Lots of gore and like the chef's knife. Right. That's yeah. what comes to mind. Okay. Right. Because okay. fair enough. Yeah. Michael Myers is like the OG slasher. Oh, yeah. oh, by the way, I asked my girlfriend. I was like, Hey, where's Michael Myers from? And she very confidently said Shrek. <laughs> 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 and I was like, You're not wrong. <laughs> Maddie, you win the week. Oh my no God. hesitation. She went, Shrek. <laughs> ah, shit. Well, because... <laughs> yeah, breathe, right? So, um, uh, fuck, where was I? So, Alien. Oh, I think another really cool one would be uh, The Fly. Okay, that's interesting. The OG Fly. And then Carrie. I think Carrie would fit the theme very well. Carrie did Carrie. 
in the last hour. Oh, man. This too, man. <laughs> okay, uh, Ash versus Evil Dead. Evil Dead? Yeah. That's a cool one, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think that one's the least plausible out of the ah, bunch. Evil Dead is big. Right. But I still, though, I think that's the least plausible out of the bunch. That's saying they might still do it. Mm-hmm. So uh, so you want to hear the, the precursor to the whole Shrek thing? So she, Jordan Buckley released a uh, limited print set of the Voorhees mask on mm-hmm. Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. And um, she picked it up for me. And, uh, you know, I was like, thank you so much. It's very cool. But I th- what I think was happening in her brain was she confused Friday the 13th and Halloween. Because mm-hmm. I was like, because, <laughs> you know, I asked her, I was like, hey, where's Michael Myers from? And she's like, Shrek. And I was like, no, he's from La Slash from. She's like. Friday the 13th? I was like, no, he's from Halloween. She just really doesn't know? She gets some confused, man. She didn't grow up oh, like that. Oh, that's she crazy. didn't grow up like that. Like yeah, I said, she's man. never had an Arizona. The fucking Amish, man. Well, because I, I remember I was like eight, and I think that was the first time I saw a Friday. A Fri- no, I saw Nightmare on Elm Street first. And then I saw some of the Friday the 13th. And then when I was like 14 or 15, no, like 13-ish, Freddy versus Jason. That was okay. like the epitome of my childhood. Yeah. And I was saucy. But yeah, you know what's funny about that? About that, that book or whatever you said, the print. Hmm. Uh, she's like, you think Gabe will like this? She sent it me on, on Facebook Messenger. I'm like, yes, he will. He's been like, it's I do story. like it, but I still think it's funny that, <laughs> that she got a confuzzled. Hold on. She's like, you think I'm like, yeah, he'll like it. Super metal. She's like, oh, cool. She's like, yeah, Jordan Buckley did it. She's like, and uh, she's like, I'm pretty sure he loves him more than me. <laughs> That's what she said. And I'm like, yeah, I can't confirm nor deny, deny that statement. <laughs> and that was the end of the, the, the text. You'd yeah, be surprised man. how often that says me you yeah copy that so it'll be super cool i'll hang it up yeah. um uh, no two variants are the same mm-hmm. and that's the cool part so i'm excited man jordan buckley's been doing a lot of cool shit mm-hmm. recently and uh he has his own uh tent warped by the way what is he? so i think i'm gonna fly by say hi maybe get a beer or something with him and maybe jump on him and cry ah! <laughs> <laughs> I love you. but um uh, yeah, but yeah man so michael myers is from shrek <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that being said, what what other fucking topics do we have? Well, I just want to uh, cap oh, off Ice Nine. That's good. That's good stuff, man. Catch them at work. Fuck, dude. Even if you're not into the whole metal thing, these guys put on a good live show, good theatrics, the, yeah. and fuck, who doesn't like a good horror? That that and what are the the, the guitar or the bass players coming out in the Michael Myers mask and. Uh, the guitar player committed and fucking has that fucking Jason prosthetic on, and he does not take it off at all. What he, uh, the the whole the, the whole fucking shoulders and the mask thing, the thing Jesus. he wears in the music video, he wears that the whole set. And he he does vocals too. Yeah, he it's does. Like how the fuck? He's a big guy too. Yeah, he's a big guy. He fits the mold. But uh, and all the oh, they're the, gonna be burning up. Yeah, the backup guitar player wears like a fucking priest. Like a full-blown priest thing. Man, I thought Motionless and White was toasty in 2016 Warped Tour when they came out in, like, all leather. And- I was still on Adriana. I'm like, man, I'm like... I'm like, first off, I'm not... Because the, the the bass player, play, if you, when he's not wearing the mask, he actually has paint to kind of look like the Michael. I'm like, first off, I'm like, you're not going to get me to do both. And I'm like, number one. And number two, it's going to be a mask because I can take that motherfucker off. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, man. But figure it's it's half hour out of your day. Yeah, but get everybody you, pumped. you don't get the shower. At the warp tour like that. Shower at the McDonald's across the street. Deal with it. Yeah. It'll be fun, man. Check out Ice Nine Kills. Uh, Heavy contender album of the year. Yo, definitely. Mm -hmm. Um, Ice Nine Kills, Chelsea Grin, Every Time I Die. At the warp tour. A lot of other bands. You should definitely catch those three. Knocked Loose. Kubikon. Uh, we got messed. Messed is also the surprise. Not surprise. Yeah, we the, talked about this last week, man. I'm no. so butthurt. Yeah, we did. We messed is a surprise guest for. Messed has been 
fucking uh, uh, broken up since 06, and then suddenly get, they get back together last year. I don't think we talked about it on Yes, the we did. I mentioned it. I don't think we talked about it on the podcast. Yes, we did. I, don't think I we totally did. did. I don't think we did. Maybe over the headset. Maybe. But they're, they're, yeah. at, they're at the Warp Tour, see that's, what, see, that's the problem. Me and Gabe talk so much, it's really hard to pinpoint what we talk Mess about. Mess is going to be at Warp Tour, and I'm kind of upset because a few days later, they announced Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. Yeah. And that's a band that would get me away from the Monster Stages. Yeah. That is definitely a band. Mm. But they're like, oh, bro, it's the after Chicago. Yeah. My thing is like, okay, I'm like, mess, fine. I'm like, but I'm like, there's still a chance for Rise Against, right? Then I looked at their schedule, the Rise Against schedule. Nope. They're in they're like, New, York, New York that day. I'm like, motherfucker. Well, so, I guess our last hope is like a day to remember like the Devil Wears Prada. I mean, they, they, they remember Top Down as first surprise of Chicago day before, so I wouldn't be. Devil Wears Prada, that's something. That's that, something. Yeah. You know, I know some of them are like from Iowa and like Ohio. weird parts. Ohio. Yeah, there we go. But like some of them are also from Chicago. Some, and, yeah. and, and you know, whenever they play a Chicago tour, they're like, Oh, we're from oh, here. Yeah, we're from here. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Oh, Mike Hardy. I, oh. I don't know why they sound like that. But I don't know. Yeah, I'm just giving like, them a little. Why they sound like Magoo. I don't know. Or uh, like Dead Ships. You're from Chicago. You're, well, you're on Attila's label. Like, hurry. I know I know a lot of um, like a lot of the stops have had like a local stage. Yeah. And all our local bands are none of, n- uninteresting to us. Yeah. You have the Great American Ghost. The band that I've been drooling over the past two, three weeks. So fucking good. That album is great. Mm-hmm. And they're not on our stop. So upsetting, man. It's pretty so upsetting. Ghost Key, where are you? I'll pro- we'll probably bump into Austin. Yeah. But he's probably going to be sucking off Beartooth in the background. No offense. Uh, he'll, he'll, he'll come out for the lines. Yeah. He came out for uh, Native Blood. Is it, are they counting Silent Planet? Beartooth is like a, the guest, yeah. The guest. Damn, they were against last year. Yeah, I mean, like, how many we've fucking seen times? How many yeah. fucking times do we have to see Bear Tooth? Well, you know what? It's good because I got a lot of buddies that are going to Warp Tour this year. They haven't gone since like 2012, and I was like, catch Warp, catch Bear Tooth, because they they do put on a good show. It's just that you and I have seen it so many times, yeah. and that's well, you know we're kind of exhausted. Yeah, but yeah, Warp Tour. Next topic, we have. Uh, oh, this is me again. Uh, Marilyn Manson had a meltdown at Download Fest. Did you hear about this? I heard about it. I didn't. Really so some kid at his set had a Avenged Sevenfold shirt. He calls him up on stage. And he tells him to take it off. Why? He's fizzling, bro. He's fizzling hard. He's well, not relevant anymore. Well, why take it out of the fan? Because he, 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 quotes, he quotes, this is not my band. And I think he was opening for Avenge too. I think that's like the really fucked up part. He was opening up for them. And he freaked the fuck out. I mean, but obviously the kid was, because he was on stage jamming, right? With them or something? Like he was on like in the VIP section like jamming. So why is he going to kick out every person who doesn't wear a t-shirt? His band's t-shirt, and also, is Marilyn Manson even sell merch anymore? <laughs> like, no, he, he definitely does. Uh, um, I think this is kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for when a celebrity's going downhill, taking a fucking nosedive? Fall from grace. Yeah. Well, no, not not that, but like the meltdowns they have along the oh, way. Oh, okay. I know what you're He's about. having a Britney moment right now. You think so? I definitely, dude. Well, Look. I think it all started with him passing out on stage a couple a couple like months ago. That he broke his foot on stage yeah. a couple of months ago. Um. Yeah, dude, lots of kind of shitty stuff from Manson, dude. Kind of. Well, because the whole, like, I mean, I know you like it, but when you. I, I like older Manson. When you have all, like, a lot of your info based around how you look. I mean, like. He's junky now, too. Oh, yeah, though. You know what I mean? That's going to happen. You know what I mean? Um, again, I, I don't find much merit for his stuff. I know you like it, but personally, um, you know, that's stuff that's very dated. Yeah. Um, I don't like anything new that he's dropped. Mm-hmm. The well, last, you know, kind of is, that, is that okay? I'm gonna ask you this question then. Do you like Manson stuff just because it was some shit that you were banging at the time? If you were to go back and listen objectively, do you think you'll still like it? 
I think it's still like some of it. I don't know that I'd say I'd like all of it because, mm-hmm. like, again, he has that kind of uh, shock factor stuff that might be kind of cringy now. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll go back and and I'll let you know next week because mm-hmm. I'm sure I'd still enjoy some. Some of it, yeah. Some, if I would say some, if not most. It's like Limbiscuit for me. Like, that's no, that's all cringe for nah, me. Yeah, I like, can't my, go back. Like my way, like oh, you want to break stuff? The, the break stuff, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact, they're time. back at yeah, band practice. Oh my god, if they're the fucking secret band at Warp Tour at Chicago, I might hang no, myself they, they would never, the monster. Trailer. They would never do it here because they got booted off stage here. Oh uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, but um, God, that would, that would be interesting. <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, it is. What it is. Yeah, man, Manson. I'm not a big fan. Fall from Grace. Yeah, it's still kind of shitty though. Oh yeah, I you know uh, initially I had thought that um, this kid just wore an event shirt. To, to the show, which I, I don't really appreciate. I don't like when people wear, like, you know, like we'll be at a show and they'll have a band shirt that's a uh, band that's totally not even fucking there. Like, that makes no sense. Okay. If you want, wear your band merch there, but don't wear, like, a Beartooth shirt to, you know, like a fucking deathcore show. Like, don't, you're not going to catch me wearing my Beartooth shirt at the fucking Upon a Burning Body show that we're going to. Okay. Right? Like, that doesn't make sense. There's just two and two. Well, like, my thing is, like, I mean, maybe I just, man, I'm just getting old. I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm going to wear my Metallica t-shirt to Warp Tour this year. I don't give a fuck. Who's going to say something <laughs> to me? Well, it's Warp Tour. You're not going for, like, well, you're probably going for, like, three or four bands. But <laughs> I was actually looking at it, and I'm like, it's not so bad. Adriana, on the other hand, is like, I'm going to go because I have to. I'm obligated to because it's Warp Tour, and it's the last one. So she's, But she's like, eh. She's like, motionless and white. It's like, it. I'm like. Uh, she'll find a new band. I think so. We always do. Because, like, uh She's kind of sick of Ice Nine's kill because I'm talking like I'm I'm like I'm, a, I'm fangirl for them right now. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! But uh, quick thing about Ice Nine kills, I'm kind of worried. Hot Top is gonna swallow them up. Well, they've been around for a long time though. That's right. Thing. But still though, man, I mean it's not necessarily a bad thing. If they have T-shirts, they have T-shirts. Very cool. Uh, I have, I believe, one more piece of news, and then we get under certified weekly bangers. Well, we, we actually so have another more. topic. Two more. Holy yeah. shit, man! And uh, we've so been doing it for almost an hour and a half. System of a down. Um. Back together, uh, touring. Um, they took a massive hiatus in, was it 2010-ish? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so there's has been interviews and, and pressings about what happened. So first and foremost, Serge Tankian, the frontman of System of a Down, said that when they were recording Mesmerize and Hypnotize, there was a lot of stuff that they didn't like. That he that There was like disagreement upon and that he wasn't really invested. And that's why he, he said we're... We're taking a hiatus, and he did his solo stuff drop five albums. Okay. Right? And now we're back in 2018, uh, fucking eight years later, right? And System of Down's back touring. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's like, we want this new System album. And I've spoke about this. I don't want this new System album. Mm-hmm. I don't. I fucking dread it. And then they released some statements upon the new System album. There's a lot of disagreement in the band, and there's still a lot of tension between, like, Surge and some of the members. And they all want to do different things. And so they've kind of postponed the whole system writing process. They put it on the back burner. They're still touring. Everybody's still on good terms. Mm -hmm. But between Serge and the drummer, Darren, there's a lot of, like, conflict. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of bumping heads. Um, And Serge kind of said that, hey, when we started this band, everybody was on equal creative terms. Everybody Mm -hmm. was on equal money terms. But by the time when Mesmerize Hypnotize came out, uh, the drummer Darren was doing like 90% of everything and therefore he got a bigger chunk of the change. Darren's the guitar player. Or wh- whoever the fuck the drummer is. 
Okay. But he was what? doing most of the fucking writing. He was getting the, most of the, the drummer money. was. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Interesting, right? But so yeah, that's that's a kind of an update on System of a Down and where they stand. And like I said, I don't want this album because it's not going to be the system we know and love, and it's not going to be. It's going to ruin the discography. That's what I'm worried of, man. I'm a little like that. That kind of blows my mind a little bit because you would think that the other prominent member who had another band would be the one that's like uh, mm. you know what i mean but like the drummer the what is the drummer doing done outside of system of the dumb maybe that's why they left they did their own thing because the drummer was suffocating maybe scars of broadway and all that stuff yeah man but um feelings on system and i like them i've always liked them i mean um good staple i to, think uh, surge is overrated that's my opinion but um i like them i actually i think darren's the more talented of the two vocally but um yeah, I mean, I liked them. So. I like some of Serge's solo stuff, but you are right. People kind of put him on a pedestal there. Yeah. I will say, however, that he has indeed improved his songwriting process and lyricism since he done since he's done his solo stuff. Yeah. Um, if you compare older Serge to you know some of his solo stuff, lyrics are much better. But mm-hmm. I don't want this new Soda album. I don't. Austin, Austin, yeah. Um, I get it. I understand. Um. I just think it's interesting. The drummer thing kind of threw me for a loop there. Hey, my shit. I, I, I might have misread it, but yeah. that's how I interpreted it, that it was the drummer. Okay. Okay. Uh, last topic before certified. Perfect during your perfect albums. Okay. Okay. Let's hear it. Dead Throne. Dead Throne. Why? It's just everything that's perfect about the worst product. That's fair. It is the pinnacle of what... Well... Okay, I can't say that. But it's like album speaking is the pinnacle of everything they've ever done. Cool. Uh, I already threw mine out there, Creatures. Oh, okay. Creatures, I think it's perfect, near perfect. Um, every single song has some banger. Mm-hmm. It, encapu- it encapsulates Emotionless and White very well, and I don't think they've come close to holding a candle to that album ever since. Hybrid Theory, Lincoln Park. Yeah, excellent. Excellent yeah. album. Excellent album. Um, yeah, bro, if you don't know the words to Paper Cut, yeah. you're not really a Lincoln Park fan. Yeah. What else you got? I got um, Iowa. I would I agree, but there's some like Skin Ticket. And, like you don't like Skin Ticket? No, it's not really. And like the the self titled song, it's like okay. So, well, well, really, you, you know how I lean with the Slipknot album, self titled. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would say is more of a perfect album, mm-hmm. but the popular opinion is Iowa. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck! I just had one. Just uh, pull it out. I know you're waiting for it. Vanna Void. Yeah, I gotta disagree with you. Really? I love Void. I really do. The album heavy. flies off the fucking cliff the second half. You think so? Pornocopia, piss up a rope. That's all I can remember off the second half. Okay, fair enough. Did, would you agree though? Would, no, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I can yeah. see why you would say that. It comes in well, yeah. Void. No, you're it right. comes in strong with digging. It comes in Toxic Defender. Pretender. Pre- uh, whoops <laughs> you know it just comes in okay, swinging no. No, and right. then you don't get that follow-up i agree with you on that no, you're right and and it, it kind of sucks because i love the album but very top, top heavy. heavy very yeah. top heavy you're okay. gonna tip it over i agree with that uh, uh lost together lost forever uh the architects death card sworn in okay wow that highly huh you think highly of it? I think it's probably the best thing they've ever done. Okay. Even though they're a local band, I think that album is perfect in its own right. What do you, what, which one do you think I'm sitting on? Oh, I was I was waiting for Void. Okay. Because I knew you were gonna pull that one out. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Um, near perfect albums. Album. Because I when I when I categorize this, and that's why I kind of fell with the whole Avana Void thing. Can I listen to it all the way through from beginning to end? 
and you are right, it does fall off at the end. It it falls off hard, man. It's sad. Yeah. Again, honestly, I can't even remember any words to pornocopia. I could probably muster up something from piss up a rope, but that's about it. Okay, that's really it. Well, well, you know, and then when digging comes on, we're both here fucking bawling and just singing <laughs> along. You know, it's just crazy, kind of from from one to the other jump. See, like I'm looking at the the sound thing, and I took off the shock mount. It's I, picking up your little reverbs. No, it's like picking up hard. So hopefully this doesn't. This isn't light. All right, I think we got. I think we got a couple good, perfect or near perfect. Albums. That's something I'll need to put more thought into. Yeah, right. Um, I, I want to throw one last thing out there. Pure Noise Records is doing a uh, test press auction, sure. so they're doing like uh, you know, you know what a test press is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's all going to charity. Very good cause. I just want to kind of cover some of these albums with you. And I'm going to have you guess where the auction is at right now, price-wise. So first album, Vanna, All Hell. It is, would you like a number, or do you not care for the numbers? It's number two out of 15 out of the test presses. Where do you think it's standing right now, auction-wise? Give me a number. 70 bucks. 70 bucks at $107.50. Good for them. Okay, Counterparts, You're Not You Anymore. This is a great album, too. 50 bucks. 50 bucks is at $255. What the fuck? Okay. Okay, this one. You're going to get this one. Senses fail. If there is light, it will find you. 400 bucks. $361. Not too far. Okay, and this one. Knocked loose. Pop culture. Pop culture. Do you want a number on it? Yeah. Yeah, it is number 14 out of 15. So it's not even that low. What do you think this is at? Knocked loose. Pop culture. Test pressing. Number 14 out of 200. 15. $1,000. $1,025. Still with two days and six hours to go on it. There is a knocked loose following. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, crazy, right? And that's the highest one. Just kind of want to throw that out there. Um, I'd pick up Void. I don't think I want to spend more than 100 bucks on it, though, because I already have two pressings at home. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, man, good cause. Just kind of, it's kind of weird to throw that out there, because I, I would have thought Census Failed would have been the big one. Yeah. Because they've been around for a while, and the whole little mascot thing is iconic. But then pop culture, whoa, you know. Yeah, that's crazy. Interesting. Good stuff. So, they, so that was the highest one? Yeah, at $1,025. With still two more days to go. What else is on there, if you don't mind me asking? Do you, do you have the list in front of you? But yeah, well, I can absolutely pull it up. Absolutely. I think I heard Sharptooth was on there. Sharptooth is definitely on there. I saw Sharptooth. I don't really care for them, though. Me either. Not anymore. <laughs> I kind of wore it, to be honest. Four years strong. Go down in history. What do you think that's at? 200. 102 bucks. That's the lowest one? one well, of the lower again, ones? it is an auction with three days to go on it. Uh, counterparts, tragedy will find us. Another excellent, another excellent album. What do you think it's at? Mm, hundred fifty, three hundred bucks even. Wow. And like I said, these are all auctions. They're gonna probably go up. Uh oh, this one will catch you off guard. Mass Intruders, love another, another crimes, love another crimes. You like Mass Intruders? Uh, I kind of yeah, I do like them. They're very gimmicky, but a hundred, two hundred twelve dollars. Okay. The story so far, self-titled. 300 bucks. 208. Mm-hmm. Stick to your guns. True view. True view? Yep. Uh, four. 225. Wow. State champs around the world and back. Five. 250. Really? Yup. I thought they were. I think it, okay. Seaway Vacation. Do you know this band? I've heard of them. Uh, they're very small. They're from Chicago and they're very small. Seaway. I've definitely seen them before then. The. The dude from Knuckle Puck, the bassist from Knuckle Puck is the lead singer of Seaway. Okay, uh, 150. 200. Mm-hmm. Four Years Strong, self-titled. 300? 80 bucks. What? 80 bucks. 
Um, Vanna Void, take a guess. $451. Right? <laughs> you're putting the money in the wrong album. Where's the... Where's... <laughs> and, and this one will catch you off guard. Uh, to the Wind, The Brighter View. You remember these guys? Yeah. I remember these guys. I miss them every day. Yeah, what good. do you think that album's at? The Brighter View. The, the most recent one. 150 uh, $78. Okay. And... Uh, yeah, man. I'm kind of shocked by the whole knock loose thing. Kind of yeah, right. We got some. Uh, we got some interesting things on here. Pop culture, interesting. Pop culture, thousand twenty-five dollars. Guess people really like that album. I guess. It, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I'm going through here. Daybreaker. Are you familiar with Daybreaker? Daybreaker. Yeah. Uh, no. No. A Lost for Words. Are you familiar with them? Uh uh-uh. oh. Oh yeah, Lost for Words. Yeah. yeah. A Lost for Words. Where'd you go? The kids can't lose. What do you think that's at? 70. Yeah, that's 75. Not bad. Forever Came Calling, contender. Forever Came Calling. They're the, 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 the band. The Warped Tour band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 200. 60 bucks. Oh. Yeah, man. No bragging rights. You remember no bragging rights? Yeah, yeah 61 bucks. Because whatever. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, that kind of wraps it up. I, you know, I had the big one saved, but interesting. It, it's very interesting because you think Void would be up there. I think For Your Strong albums would be up there before. Yeah, I would argue that. I would probably argue Four Years Strong over Vanna, really. Yeah. And then I knew Knocked Loose we, we, blew we, the fuck up over the, the past well, two years, yeah. but, but $1,025. Yeah, that's a little crazy. Very cool. Uh, let's get into the Certified Weekly Bangers and wrap this bitch up. All right, so I'm going to preface this by saying that I've listened to very little. <laughs> so it's going to be me again? Well, no, actually, I will recommend what's the name of this fucking album. They actually are playing Warped Tour as well. Um, On the Mutant stages? Yes. Uh, it's Day Seeker. Oh, yeah, they're super fucking heavy. Dayseeker's badass. Dreaming is sinking, waking is rising. They are heavy, but they also have a very soulful lead vocalist as well. Absolutely. So, uh, I put them on that list. They're, they, they had, they Check out Dayseeker and mm-hmm. their new album. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, everything that's on this list uh, is not only limited to this list. Any bands that we've mentioned today, please check them out. Mm-hmm. Ice Nine Kills, because, uh, you know, Friday, thank God it's Friday. This counselor is having filthy sex. Mm-hmm. Love that. So such a good sound. You're doomed. Um, a band that I like that we mentioned last week, Islander. Okay. I really like Islander. I, I fucking enjoy Islander, mm-hmm. right? They dropped a single called My Friends. It's featuring um, Eric Vanderblich. Do you know who that is? Mm-hmm. That's the name of I Prevail's uh, drumming program. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good, though. It's a very good single. It's called My Friends. Check it out. Island- I think you would really appreciate Islander. They bring in a lot of good punk influences and stuff. And I don't know, man. I just love them. Check it out. My Friends by Islander. <laughs> it's the name of their drumming program. Right? right? It's pretty funny. Uh, so I have a band to compete with Hail the Sun. Okay. This is a band called Time the Valuator. They dropped a single called In Control. It's very... If you like the Tillian era of Dance Gavin Dance, you'll love these guys. Okay. Very cool. Uh, and then I have an EP, a very throwback EP. I'm trying to do parts new, parts old. This is an EP from a band I don't know you've ever heard of because I know I haven't heard of them growing up. Is a band called A Stained Glass Romance. Okay. Self-titled EP. It's very grimy, very early death has that has that feel, man. You like know this is from the early 2000s. Cool. I got another band on here called Death Heaven. They're going to change the landscape of the scene. Check it out. Death they, Heaven? Death Heaven. D-E-A-F. Fans heaven. of? Fuck, dude. Fans of hardcore music. Fan. If you're a fan of Deftones, these guys are heavier. If you're a fan of... Dude, just fucking check them out, man. They're okay. weird, and you'll like them. And they're going to change the fucking landscape. And you want architects to support them, and that's all that should fucking matter. Sold. And do I have anything else on my list? 
Oh, I might. My Ticket Home dropped a Nine Inch Nails cover called We're In This Together. It's very good. Um, Nick Guimetti, uh, he's a very cool guy. I met him. Um, he does a lot of very cool things with his vocals that I've never heard him do before, mm -hmm. and I think it's wonderful. Check this single out. And Chief Keef dropped a Mansion Music. Don't look at that. It's fucking terrible. Spotify likes uh, to keep I, recommending. I, I think it's Chief safe Keefe's to say that I wouldn't have gone anywhere into that game. <laughs> anyway, do you have anything else to add to the Certified Weekly Bangers? Uh, oh, Buried in fucking Verona. I know you haven't listened to them yet. No, I haven't. Check them out. Bro, I, again, I got fucking caught in the storm this week, okay? <laughs> so if we're going to do based on Certified Bangers, Ice Nine Kill Every Trick in the fucking book, that album cool, cool, is cool. fucking balls-tastic. Uh... I listened to a little bit of Vane. I liked the first couple songs. I didn't get all the way through it yet. Arizona is very good. Yeah. It's very... It, Arizona is for fans of early 2000s. Slipknot, mm. Deftones, New Metal, Corn. You fucking throw it yeah. in there. It, it's a melting pot of excellence. It was good. Um, but yeah. Uh, buried, I, buried in Verona. Buried in Verona. Hanging hose by their toes. Riffno Sunrise. Go, go, Gadget Suicide. Come on, bro. <laughs> like <laughs> I said, man. Way. I'm sorry. But again, I got caught in the storm. Is I that it? Is that it for the week? I mean, I think that's it for the week. I think that's just about it. You know what we didn't do at the top of the show? Gabe, how was your week? <laughs> <laughs> Good, man. My week started off kind of shitty because, um, yeah, I, I don't know, man, just work and, you know, mm -hmm. life and stuff. And then Wednesday, upon a burning body was like, hey, we're coming to Chicago and nothing else mattered for the rest we're of the week. We're coming to Berwyn, even though the venue is in Barrington. <laughs> my, but my confusion is, is like, is it actually Penny Pub Road? Or is it The Wire? Or is it The Wire? Yeah, dude. I don't know. Because Penny Pub Rub doesn't have the tickets up yet. So if they're not up in the next week, I'm going to like be like, hey, guys, what the fuck's going on? Because I want to see you and it's been forever and I want to hear Bad Motherfucker Live. Uh, and uh, yeah, Upon a Burning Body, man. Save that date. It's uh, Saturday in September. Yeah. We're going. We're going to go. We're going we're gonna to bring our fucking flannels, button only the top button, yeah. and our fucking aviator sunglasses. It's going to be bananas. Oh, yeah. It's With the Z. It's going to be bananas. Very cool. That was my week. How was yours? My week was... Uh, Fine, actually, I had the fir my first normal week where I didn't have to leave early or go back to back in like five months. Very cool. But here's the deal: they were like, "Oh, I'm gonna need you on Friday." I'm like, "Fuck, I didn't really, I really did not want to, right?" Mm -hmm. And I'm like, "I've had my, my first normal week. Just leave me alone. Just leave me alone." And I don't know, come, coming on Friday, I get like, I'm like ready to fucking stay there all day. I get my snacks, and they're like, "Oh, we're not gonna need you." I'm like, "Yes, fuck you. Yeah, I'm gonna take go that one and leave. I'm gonna go home and siege. Goddammit. <laughs> so that's what we did. Good stuff. That Wait, is. We actually didn't for like the first time in like a week and a half don't game. ruin it don't ruin it but i wanted no never mind we, 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 we had some good plays we had some shit plays it wasn't really an eventful week for siege yeah we're not gonna talk about it we're gonna avoid it altogether but with that being said we're gonna that, avoid it nah. <laughs> i like that with that being said we're going to wrap up this week because this week is 79 79 is not over we're going into 80 80 80 Holy fuck. 8-0. If you listen, well, by the time we reach 108, you'd be able to, like, if you listen to one a week, it would take you two, like two years to get through. That's kind of crazy if you think about it. But uh, with that being said, we're wrapping up 79, going into 80. And until then, actually, 80 is the, the Warped Tour wrap-up, the review. Uh, so that's going to be a big week for us. We Catch like, that. Yeah, we always, we always do that. I think we've had one for every year, I think. Even the ones, the weeks that we were off, we still managed to do it. But with that being said, this is Jacob. And Gabe's sitting across from me. Jade walked into the room to inter interrupt my podcast. And she has a tub to clean. I do have a tub to clean. Deuces. <laughs>